Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Raise the Level. This is your host, Michael Elwell. On today's episode, I talked to Washington Nationals outfield prospect Justin Connell. Justin was an 11th round pick out of American Heritage High School. I met Justin during an internship I did in the strength and conditioning world a few months back. I found him to be super interesting as he's an explosive player and just an all-out kind of guy. As I talked to him more in this interview, I learned that he was more of a blue-collared worker than I thought he was, and for that I have respect as that's how I attack a lot of things as well. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Here with Justin Connell, outfielder with the Nationals. Um, pretty interesting guy here. I've been around him in the strength conditioning aspects of things, and I've just seen him work a little bit and kind of wanted to talk to him some more. So here he is. Justin, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So if you, if you were to talk to just a basic Nationals fan, what w- how would you describe yourself? And you know, how, kind of how would you describe yourself as a player to a, an ordinary fan? Strictly competitive. I I don't consider myself talented at baseball. I just consider myself a competitor, and I consider myself resilient. So I think those are the two words that best describe me personally. Okay, and that, and that could go a long way, you know, after hopefully a long playing career for you. That'll help you in the, in the workforce um, or whatever it is, being a parent and just an, an overall human being competitive. That's... Uh, it's a good thing to have. So that, that, that goes into your training too. So what is your training atmosphere like? Like when you're walking into the weight room over there with Adam, what is kind of going through your head and how do you prep for your strength conditioning? One thing that like I try to do every single day and I, I actually have to is I don't want to have a normal day ever. Like I, I want to do something I've never done before every single day. Like that's what, that's what gets me motivated. That's what makes me excited. So when I go into the weight room, you know, whether it be an explosive workout where I'm trying to, you know, we have the tendo machine and I'm trying to run that number up or I'm trying to max max out on whatever. You know, we, we time our 30-yard dashes, 40-yard dash. I'm trying to be as fast as I possibly can. Every day I'm trying to get better. You know, my goal every day is basically the next morning when I wake up, I'm a better baseball player than the day before and a better person too. And I like what you said too about, um, you know, in the workforce or being a parent, one thing that I, I also do is, as far as being a competitor, I'm not, I'm not a baseball player. I'm not a student. I'm not anything like that. I'm a performer. And so when I do things, I try to do it the best of my ability. I try to be the best at everything I do because I feel like if you can slack off at one thing, you can slack off in baseball. You can slack off in being a parent. You can slack off in being anything. So that's something I, I take very seriously. Um, a word you said there when you're talking about your workouts was explosive and my, my next question was going to be how do you harness your explosiveness so as a baseball player like the longest play you're going to have is maybe 10 to 15 seconds long and, and I've seen you work firsthand in the weight room and and you're you're an absolute freak dude how do you harness your <laughs> explosiveness on the field like how do you not want to just go crazy all the time on there um so it's like if I understand the question correctly, like you have to be smart about what you're doing, right? So working smarter is better than working harder. And you know, I could work hard the whole off season, but not be doing things that prepare me properly for the season. Right. And I know that, so if, let's say I'm in a game and I gotta 
got on the mound and I'm over there swinging out of my shoes, you know, that's not going to help me. You know, I got to be controlled. I got to be, you know, smart about the situation. And you got to know what your goal is. Your goal is to hit the ball first, not try to swing and the ball's not even there yet. You know right. what I mean? So it's, yeah. So so by so just by nature, you're probably just a fast twitch guy. What is what does Adam over there at the system may have you doing that? I, I mean, guess sort of speak harness your explosiveness. Is he is he adding movements that let you be more ex explosive, or is he trying to slow you down in ways to to let you understand your body? So when I when I work out, I actually my first manager, my rookie ball manager, I, I said right before the off season started, after my rookie season. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm gonna come back huge. I'm gonna come back big. He goes, no, nah, no, you're gonna come back explosive. So, I think it's more important because everything you do, speed defines the winner, right? So, okay. power comes from bat speed. You know, obviously running, you want to be the fastest at running. Your velocity comes from your arm speed. So, being bigger isn't necessarily better. It's not efficient. You know, being explosive is is what's important. And honestly, it's just practicing that. Like I asked Trey Turner, I was like, how do you get faster? And he goes, dude running faster like not doing things 50 percent he goes when you run a sprint run 10 sprints a hundred percent don't run a hundred sprints 70 percent right you know and he's i mean he's probably the fastest guy in the mlb i'm assuming right now yeah either him or billy hamilton but um yeah just like when i move i always try to move fast you okay. know i try to when i'm doing my squats i'll try to move up quick you know there's times where we do different things like we'll work on uh I, I don't know what the word is, but we'll hold it for like 30 seconds. Some ISOs. Like, yeah, some ISOs, you know, and that just works a different part of the body. But as far as movements, I, I'm always moving fast. Okay. Always. Good to know. Yeah, and and obviously you're at, you're with a good guy over there, Adam. He he definitely knows what he's doing with NFL guys, NBA, baseball. He's He's got the whole nine. So you're training over there with, with some of your buddies from high school that also got drafted with you. What What is that like, just having your homies grinding with you and, and just, you know, make it to the top with them? Honestly, I, I expected it because we were together our se even our senior year. Like we, we started working out together like Who is 13 that? years Who old. Are those? Tristan and Mark okay. uh, are the two that come to mind right away. Um, there's a couple other guys, but Tristan and Mark for sure were like guys that I grew up with. And our senior year, we went to the gym at Bomberito at five in the morning before school. Right. You know, and then we would be done with school, go back to the uh, I would go to hit. I'm sure they went to their trainers to hit. Um, came back, worked out again with the team, and then at night, me and Mark went over to uh, a cage in Hialeah, and we, we worked out over there at, like, 9 o'clock at night. So it, it doesn't surprise me, and it, it's it's a really good feeling. Like, I grew up with these guys, and I feel like I owe part of my success to them too because they make you up your game, you yeah, know? they yeah. they Because one day maybe I'm slacking off, and Mark's like, hey, let's go. Like, we got to go. You know, maybe one day Mark's slacking off, which is not often the guy's, like, honest thing. Um, and then I have to be like, hey, let's go. Come yeah. on, let's pick it up. Yeah, you know, so we help each other, you know, and we lead by example, too. So and Tristan is the, is a beast, by the way. I've never seen anyone. I look up to that kid. I've never seen anyone mentally more capable than that guy. Yeah, he's on lock. Um, kind of want to backtrack just a little bit for, for young athletes listening. Notice how he said that he'd work out before school, not just his high school practice that he gets. 30 to 50 reps in he's he's going before school I'm sure he's thinking about it during school and then he's going to practice and then when practice is over he's still putting in more work so consistency is key and time compounds so that's that's pretty important um who is who is someone you kind of mimicked your playing style after as you grew up like 
for me in the outfield, people like that, I would like to play like Juan Pierre. You know, mm-hmm. he was just a dog out there, always hustling. Who's somebody that you kind of try to mimic? Well, right off the bat, I got to say, from a hitting standpoint, Manny Ramirez. I loved everything about Manny. I used to sit on the computer and watch videos of him for hours and hours and hours. Um, And then I really, my favorite player when I was about just going into high school was Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon was everything about him. He's just a beast. So Yeah, he's a good dude, too, on top of it. That's awesome. So what are, obviously getting drafted, playing professional baseball, being the best player and individual you could be. What are some more goals you have on your radar, if, if there are some? So, you know, I, I have a lot. I actually have I have a million things that I want to do with my life. You know, I just actually started my, my – lo- I created a logo just recently. I think I saw that. With the, the intention – uh, yeah, uh, I'm wearing it right now, the, the beanie. Okay. Um, so I actually there. am just starting my clothing brand, you know, and I'm, I'm, it would be a dream come true of mine to see people wearing it, you know, and – I actually, like everything I do, I try to put a lot of thought into it. And, you know, when I was, I sat down, I made this logo for a year and I put it, I used a couple of characters that inspired me, you know, I'm not going to say who, but, no, good. you know, and I, uh, and I, and I made it something, you know, but, uh, but I want the symbol, the logo to honestly represent resilience and, you know, just overcoming adversity to get where you want to be, you know? That's awesome. So one of the, one of the questions I had was, this is at the end, but what, if you could choose an animal, what would you be? And I think it's pretty obvious that, yeah. that you would be a lion. So Tiger, tiger. A tiger? Okay, yeah. badass. All right. Um, so let's kind of hop into in-season type of stuff. You obviously, you know, last year was brutal. Didn't really get many at-bats. Not you personally, but the minor league system as a whole. Um, what was it like having that, that year off? And how do you plan on just being prepared to step into this year? Um, that last year, I mean... It's, it's hard to even complain because, you know, there's so many people that had it worse than I did. You know, I, I know personally I was losing my mind. You know, I feel bad for, you know, people that actually lost loved ones. They, you know, lost jobs. You know, I'm fortunate enough that all I did was lose a year of baseball. You know, it sucks, but, you know, you have to kind of appreciate at least what you have. Awesome. Um, but as far as getting back into next year, honestly, I'm just, I'm just ready to go. Like, I, I feel more mentally prepared. I feel better right now mentally and physically than I ever have in my life and you know I I feel a little bit there's a little bit of an itch because last year I I I, I, every year I plan on having a big year but last year was going to be a huge year for me um but now this year will be even bigger so I'm I'm just ready to go well good for you because I mean from what I've seen you've taken advantage of that year you didn't really slack off and then three months to go and you're like all right let me get in shape you've you've been at it the whole time I don't think you've even taking much time off of working out and we were just talking earlier about how you're coming from live ABs. So, um, kind of just talk about hitting prep and how often are you seeing live ABs? Are you just taking BP a lot? What is, what is gearing up to you to get ready for season? So for me, honestly, you know, a lot of people, this is, this is like just a preference for a lot of people, but for me, I, I actually don't take any time off. Um, when I come home from the season, the only thing that I do I might take a week, you know, without touching a bat. That's it. And that's and more then, of a mental thing, probably. Just get your yeah, mind off like the just game. to, like I tried. They they always tell me, like the, the nationals actually tell me, like, hey, don't do anything, any baseball stuff until November. And I try, and I can't do it. You know, I actually like because baseball is what I've done my whole life. You know, and I'll be sitting there after five days, and I'm like, I, I gotta go swing a bat. I gotta do something. You know, so I actually don't take any time off. 
But as far as prepping and like getting ready for the season, I look at my my body and my my whole my game as a whole as a as an arsenal, and I try to get it all ready. I try to get my legs ready. I try to be as fast as possible. You know, I want my swing to be there's there's certain keys on my swing. Like you know, I want to stay through a zone a long time to ensure that I hit for a high average. You know, um, just and just go through my routine every day. You know, every single day I have the same routine. I try to hit the ball in the same spot every time and try to repeat it every single day. And uh, live abs are. They're important, but they're not to me. I I don't think they're too too important because when you get to spring training, you get to see a lot of at bats anyway. Right. You know, okay. especially like just in sim games to start. But um, but for me, like just every day doing the same routine and working on your craft, preparing cool. what you're preparing so for, staying within a routine and and doing what he knows he needs to do. So he's not trying to do anything out of his zone when it's when it's time for the season he's he's doing what he knows and what's what's helped him so far so speaking of in in season what are your workouts like because you know you're pretty active now working out probably six six days seven days a week what are you what do you what is it like during season are you taking days off does it depend on a night game or how do as you far as the gym yeah how does it how do you measure that um so for me this is this is also you know just another preference like i know mike trout i heard works out every uh Every series, he at least tries to work out one time pretty hard. But I know that from what I've heard, other people don't um, don't work out at all during the season. You know, I'm I'm a little bit in between there. You know, because I don't. You know, we get paid to put up numbers. We get paid to play in the game. We don't get paid to work out. You know, so I don't want to do something, get myself tired, and then go to the field, and then I'm not as Luggage, sharp sure. that day. So. As far as the routine, I actually I do have something I do every day. I do core every single day, and I do um, activation stuff. Like if you did like a corrective day, like we do with Adam on Wednesdays, we do like a little corrective day, right. like an active rest day. Mm -hmm. I do stuff like that every single uh, every single day, like and then we have yeah like maintenance stuff. And then I also try to eat as healthy as I can. I think that's the most important thing. Yep. Because once you put garbage in your body, it starts destroying your body immediately too. Immediately, and so I try to eat as healthy as I can. Cook at home, you know. Eat a lot of vegetables, you know. Eat just eat eat right, you know. Take care of your body so it can take care of you. I, I actually read something just before we hopped on here. It said ten average meals is better than eight perfect meals and two bad ones because those two bad ones just throw your body for a loop. So. You know, just just putting healthy stuff in your body, and then of course sleep is um is huge for is huge for athletes. Yeah. So walk walk me through just like a night game, like a game day. How do you get when you get to the field? When you start stretching the cage, all that stuff. So a typical day would be about a one thirty report. You get to the field around one thirty. You know, so me personally, I I try to wake up a little later because I don't want to be tired during the ninth inning or eighth inning, whatever. Um, so I, I, I wake up around like 10.30, like 10.30, 11. You know, I eat something. Uh, I go to the field. You know, I have my cup of coffee. Um, we have early hitting first. So we'll go to the cage. We'll do our early hitting, which is a little more private. You get to do your uh, routine. You get to work with the hitting coach a little bit more closely. Um, after you're done with that, get dressed. And then we have a team stretch, you know. Uh, we'll do the team stretch. We'll do a team defense. And then uh, we'll do individual defense, which is, for me, outfield work. And then, you know, infielders and pitchers all separate. They go their separate ways. And then after that, we'll do uh, hitting on the field. And uh, same thing. I'm just I'm going through my routine, just, you know, same thing every day. And uh, then you come back in, you eat lunch, and you, and you get ready for the game. And they got to spread the food for you, and you can just yeah. chill at the ballpark. 
Yeah. Cool. So I, I actually, the question just popped in my mind. You're talking about getting your like individual outfield work. Do you, would you say like a lot of the speed and agility stuff you do completely translates to that? Like a lot of the outfield work is footwork and routes and, you know, reading the baseball and being efficient with your lower half. So do you think that has played a significant role in your outfield development? hundred percent. I think that, you know, during the off season, the speed sessions we do at system eight with Adam, I think those are literally the most important things, far more important than just taking fly balls. Because I, I think that it's all it's all footwork. You know, there are there are really important factors in uh, in outfield. Like, I think taking balls live off the bat is is huge. That's very important. You know, but I think that combined with um, the speed sessions we do at Adam, I think those two are the most important things as far as developing. Um, be developing yourself as an outfielder yeah. you know as 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 he says you know like a complete athlete yeah um, i talked to tristan too one day i asked him does, does he take ground balls he's like no all my footwork is at Adam. At, yep yeah and so that's how he takes his ground balls so um that's really cool so irish background are there um are there some athletes i'm i'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming mcgregor or some guys that you you pull for and you're just you just love him. I'll tell you, my my role model is Conor McGregor. He's he's my number one role model, and it helps that he's Irish. But I mean, I I just love I love everything about him, and I just love. I mean, if you listen to that guy talk, like you know, aside some of the stuff he, he goes a little overboard, but like, there's a lot of good messages in what he says. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I remember one of the things that I always carry with myself is um I think he was he was talking about someone said congrats on being number nine. And he's like, I don't celebrate number nine. As far as I'm concerned, I'm number one. And I, I that's how I feel, you know. You just already see it. I Yeah, I just, well, I just know, I know the type of player I am. I know the work ethic that I have, you know, and I know how obsessed I am with becoming the best. So, you know, and a lot of kids, I think, get messed up mentally because they read all this stuff about, oh, Perfect Game said this oh, or man. Baseball America said this. But in all honesty, they don't, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, because they don't, they, they're not in the heart of the kid. They can't see the kid's heart. They can't see his desire. They don't see at three in the morning he's hitting off the tee in his backyard because he wants to be a big leaguer, you know. Absolutely. They look at one kid and they want, oh, he's the best, he's this, and, and that's it. But they don't see the bigger picture of it, you know. One thing that I loved is I was watching the World Series. The Dodgers just won the World Series. Mookie Betts was a seventh-round pick. That's not by any means like a high-round pick, nothing. And he's, he's the best, I mean, second best player in baseball, in my opinion. Right. Justin Turner, I don't even know what round he was in, but Dude, I know he, he was, was undrafted. late. He, he, he got, got drafted off the streets, found out of men's league. And he got released right. by the first team he was with. Um, Kevin Kiermaier was in the World Series. The guy was a 34th round pick. Max Muncy, to me, Max Muncy is what being a competitor is. He's a like dog. The, I, I look up to him more than I look up to any, honestly, probably any big leaguer because that guy does not look like a professional athlete by any means, but that guy is a dog. That guy is like he mentally, that guy is Goliath. He's 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 huge in his head. So that's he's one of my favorite people to watch, honestly. And I think that's like, and and like I said, he was released by the A's, I think, and then he got picked up, and then look look what he's doing. So I, I I just personally think don't read into anything. You know, you you know who you are. You know what you want, and you're gonna go get it regardless. So the power of the mind is insurmountable. It's uh, what you can do is beyond belief if you just put your mind to it. Yeah. So as far as as far as you know, basic questions about you know season stuff like that, I'm good. I have I have like some rapid fire questions. 
Um, no time limit, just quick questions off the gotcha. bat. So the beach or the mountains? Oh, beach. Day or night? Night. If you could teach a subject in school, what subject would it be? Science. Number one food? Sushi. Biggest inspiration? Conor McGregor. What animal would you be? Tiger. What store do you shop the most? Oh, that's a... Or brand. We can go brand because everything's online nowadays. Um, Lululemon. Okay. Nike or Adidas? Oh, pass. <laughs> All right. And then last question. I've actually been really curious about this. What is your obsession with Sway Lee? With Sway Lee? So he's like, like I said, like I, I love his music for sure. But um, <laughs> that's funny you brought that up. Um, so my first favorite, my first favorite person is Conor McGregor. My second favorite person is Sway Lee. Um, and Sway Lee, like I love his music and I honestly love Ray Sherman. I love, I love both of them. But what made me like them so much was I was watching an interview one day and the guy was interviewing him and, and asked him, he goes, Hey, weren't you guys like homeless like two years ago? And these guys are like part, like partying all the time. And they're just like, they're having fun on the interview too. And they're like, weren't you guys homeless like a year ago? And he goes, yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy, that was cool. And I'm like, wait, wait, like you weren't sad, nothing. He goes, nah, because being sad is just gonna make worse worse. Oof. So, like, it's so easy for anyone. I've seen a million interviews of people say, yeah, it was really tough. Like we went through it, which is which is easy to say. I've never heard anyone say what he said. And he goes, you know, we stay positive. We know we're gonna be stars. So why are we gonna stress? That's what they both said. And they're like we're throwing parties we're having friends over we're so like that stuck with me because it's true like what what's the point of being negative honestly like negative never did anything for anybody no, yeah. you know so you could be in a bad situation you could be in the worst situation but being negative is only going to make it worse you know being positive is the only way you're going to get out of that you know right. so there's there's really no reason to be negative ever there no, really isn't that's a good reason that's a great reason and and Shoot, now I kind of like Sway Lee a little bit more. So yeah, no, I'll he's probably bump him on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's it for me. Yo, I, I appreciate this, bro. I, I wish nothing but the best, and I'm going to be looking out for you. I, I hope you good luck, bro. I appreciate that, man. Thank you.